this week's edition of Sunday Morning Live from Fresh Fire Church. Today's message from Pastor Adam will encourage and strengthen your walk with Christ. If you would like to be a partner with Fresh Fire Church for $15 a month or more, become our patron on Podbean or visit freshfirechurch.net. And now, let's join the service. Wow, God is good. Pray you're blessed today by His presence. Yes, He's worthy of your praise. Yes, we don't need to coach you to praise Him. He's just worthy of it. Hallelujah. He's worthy of it. Glory, glory. Well, since I already worked out, it's your turn. I mean, I'm already sweat clean through my suit. So it's somebody else's turn now. Hallelujah. Hey, it's a workout to lead worship and to give God praise. And Amen. Real worship is real powerful. Yeah, real worship is real powerful consistently through the Word of God. Real worship will get results. That's why your praise and worship time is so important. Uh, used to years ago, I'd get mad whenever church people don't get involved or interact, and I just gave up on that because either people come and want to receive or they don't. It doesn't matter how much we yell at the church or try to how many instruments you can have, either people come ready to worship and receive or they don't. But it's when you learn the secret that real worship is real powerful, that you, that's when you'll learn to plug in. And, and you will be able to receive whatever it is that, that God has for you in worship. See, you might be limited in your worship. Not everybody can sing. Amen. Lois can't sing, but she can still worship. Amen. Not everybody can play an instrument, but you can still worship. Uh, worship is really a position of the heart. It's how desperate you are. I, 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 was, I was thinking, I, I preached a message one time, I'm too desperate to be denied. You and I need to come in with that kind of attitude that we're too desperate to be denied, meaning whatever it is that we have need of, I'm not leaving until I get it. Oh, come on, somebody. I'm not leaving until I get it. Amen. Some of y'all were Black Friday shoppers, and you'll camp out and wait in line, and you're not leaving until you get it. But boy, how we come to the house of God, and we'll give him 59 minutes and 30 seconds and say, God, well, if you can heal me in that time, fine. If not, I'll see you next week. But, but we don't have the attitude, Lord, I'm not leaving until I get it. I'm too desperate to be denied. That's how you need to start approaching your worship. God, I'm too desperate to be denied. No matter if anybody else worshiped you today or not, I am too desperate to be denied. I'm here to receive whatever it is that you have for me. Hallelujah. Well, praise God. Amen. 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 Hello to everybody on, online. We appreciate you. Glad you're there. Stay tuned. Amen. We're going to get into the Word. We're going to complete this series that we've been doing, and it's all going to come to a completion, I think, today. And uh, But uh, I, I want to remind you, they mentioned it earlier, but I want to remind you and encourage you. Uh, next week, uh, each one reach one. We mentioned it several weeks ago, um, but I really want to encourage you that you invite someone, you bring them, don't take no for an answer kind of thing. Tell them to come and just enjoy with us, even if they go somewhere else. Tell them it's all right, you know. You, you, you know, you can visit with us. We're not trying to church rob you. 
Uh, I tell pastors that all the time, and uh, I'm not out to rob anybody uh, from another church, but they can come visit, or if they haven't been, or if they just have a need, they've been in, in discouraged or going through something, tell them, you know, uh, to come and just be blessed, and we're just going to believe God that they'll receive, amen? So invite someone, bring them, tell somebody, a friend on Facebook, a neighbor, co-worker, family, whomever, uh, we got those little... Um, things that they gave out in the bulletins i don't know where mine is but it's a like even a little handout each one reach one as a reminder uh, so who's your one everybody should have at least one hallelujah and if you're not sure do three or four all right but uh we know that it will just expect god to minister and bless and speak to our hearts and our lives anyway so next sunday all right each one reach one and we're believing god because i i'm believing I had said back when we launched it that I'm, I'm so tired of seeing God's people not receive the harvest that is due them and even the body of Christ. There is a harvest for you and there's a harvest for other people. There are things that God has lined up and it's time that, that we receive those things as a body, as, as individuals in our families. Hallelujah. Amen. He's got more for you. He's got more for you. And I believe we'll even see that today as we conclude this series. Good things come in small packages. Hallelujah. Good things come in small packages. So uh, we're going to dive into that. If you have your Bibles, turn to Proverbs chapter 30. We're going to look at that text one more time today. Proverbs chapter 30. As you do, to everybody that's uh, volunteering on Tuesday, it's Valentine's Day. Yeah, but we're going to have lunch for you. We're making you lunch. No pizza. Thank you, Jesus. Um, um, but no, we're having ham and the whole deal. So if you want to, if you're volunteering, we're going to make you lunch and just let you know, hey, we love you too. All right. Hallelujah. God appreciates you. We appreciate what you do for the kingdom of God. Do you realize that you get to be a part of something bigger than you? Think about it. You are a part of something so much bigger than you and I, of what we do here in this place. Hallelujah. We reach into not just our community, but throughout our county. Everybody knows Fresh Fire Church for one reason or the other. Maybe they talk about me or uh, they see us on TV or they know about our outreach. But everybody knows at least one thing. Even if they talk bad about me, they know that we're a church that will love and we have outreach. And so that's what's great is you're a part of something bigger than you. Amen. We're doing kingdom business. Amen. That, that's what we're doing Tuesday is we're loving on our community. Uh, we're, 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 you got Valentine's today and a little chocolate, and everybody on Tuesday is going to get a little Valentine and a chocolate because we wanted to just to find a way to let them know beyond giving them clothes and food and all that, hey, we love you. Hey, we pray for you. Hey, we are here for you for whatever support we can be for you. And so uh, we're a part of something bigger than us. We can't do it on our own. But together, we accomplish so much, and I'm grateful and thankful for all that we get to accomplish. I'm telling you, as a, as a church and all those that are connected to us, amen? amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, God is good. I, I thought I was going to take off like a rocket this morning in worship. Hallelujah. I'm trying to simmer down. Ramona said, me too. I'm not kidding you. It was, it was something... I thought I was going to shoot straight up off of that bench. Hallelujah. And if you didn't feel it, well, then you better. I don't know. I don't know how if you I don't know how you could be in here and not feel it. You better get an EKG or something. You might be dead. 
Let's get a pulse ox on you. We got pulse ox and all that here anyway for emergency situations. We might need to check you. Hallelujah. My God, my God. Hallelujah. Well. My, my, my. Get ready, get ready. Get ready. I said a few weeks ago, the Lord said, one year from that time, we, we won't recognize where we are. Everything's going to look different. Get ready. That's even what this Sunday is about. It's about making things look different. What you have envisioned inside of you, God is wanting it to begin to manifest in your life. You, you've sensed it. You just haven't seen it yet. But it's about what you, what you have sensed and you believe that God wants to do. He is about to do in you. That's what this word is about today. You need to understand that this word today is about finally manifesting in your life things that you have sensed but you have not seen. How many of you know that sometimes you can just sense that God has more for you? Or that you're on the brink of something, but then you always just never seem to break over into the, the brink of it. That's what this word today is about as we do the final, uh, the final stage of this series I believe that God, what God is going to do is he's wanting to move you and I into that place that what you have sensed, you will now see. What you have sensed, you just need to receive that in your heart. How many of you know sometimes you can sense something before you see it? Uh, you can be in your house and you don't, you don't see anybody, but you can sense them walking down the hall coming your way. You feel the vibration, at least that's the way it is in my house. My house is old, so it sort of like does this number if there's anybody else in there. I mean, even my dog walks on the floor and it's just. A... And so you sense it before you see it. Oh, come on, somebody. I'm giving you something that you, you could be getting happy about. You, you're sensing it before you've seen it. Our church has sensed some stuff before we have seen it. Amen, amen, amen. We have sensed some things before we've seen them. You have sensed healing, but you haven't seen it yet. You have sensed breakthrough, but you haven't seen it yet. You have sensed help is on the way, but you haven't seen it yet. You, you've sensed something is going to be different in your life, but you haven't seen it yet. Hallelujah. And so we're going to wrap this up. Good things come in small packages. Looking at the final one of our text, the spider today. Let's read this text again because it's so important. Oh, hallelujah. I was reading over it again this morning and God started giving me even more stuff. So I, I am going to wrap it up this week, but we could go on for weeks. Watch this. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 24. We'll begin just four verses of scripture. Look, it says, There be four things which are little upon the earth, but they are exceeding wise. The ants are a people not strong, yet they prepare their meat in the summer. The conies are but a feeble folk, yet make their houses in the rocks. The locusts have no king, yet they go forth, all of them, by bands. And verse 28, the spider taketh hold with her hands and is in the king's palaces. Oh, pay attention now. The spider taketh hold with her hands and is in king's palaces. Oh, my, 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 my. Help us, Lord, today as we go into your word. Taketh hold with her hands and is in the king's palaces. You know, no matter what you do, they'll still get in. 
Uh, have you ever noticed that? You can seal up every crack and crevice. You can spray pesticides and all, but somehow you'll find that one thing that just freaks you out. Hallelujah. Some of you freak out so bad you'd think it was the Holy Ghost, but it's really just a critter, a spider. My God. So no matter what, they'll get in, and it's in. Look at that. It, it is in king's palaces. Hmm. Oh, Lord Jesus. It's in the king's palace. Oh, what are you trying to say today? Let's begin here. The, uh, I don't want to gross those of you out that have like a phobia too bad, but maybe God will deliver you from it. Through this message today, as we, as we look at this, uh, we've talked about the ant, we've talked about the coney, we talked about the locust, and now we're going to wrap it up talking about the spider. The spider is not, not an animal, it's not uh, an insect, it's an arachnid, it's, it's, it's of its own species, right? We understand. And just, I want to give you a little bit of background before we apply the Bible to it, all right? It has two body parts and eight legs. That's why they're so creepy, I think. Uh, so many legs and two body parts. But notice the text says that it is in the king's palace. We'll get to that, but I, I don't want you to forget that. If you do a little back study about spiders, there's over like 30,000 of them. 30,000 different species of spiders. I mean, hallelujah. But something that's unique about the spider is it is not dependent upon external elements to establish its house. Birds depend on external elements. They'll, they'll get grass and twigs and things to create a nest. But see, a, a, a spider doesn't require or, 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 or it's not necessary for them to depend on external elements like that to build a house. The coney, think about it, the coney, when we looked at it, would have no place to live without the rocks. But the spider's house is inside its own body. The spider's house is inside its own body. Everything that the spider needs to survive, it has on the inside of itself. Oh, we're going to preach good today. Everything that it needs to live and exist, it has on the inside of itself. We can get a clear hint what God wants you to understand about yourself. If you, we just begin to take a look at the spider, there, the, the, a little bit of, uh, more backstory about it. The, the spider has seven strands that come out of its abdomen, depending on what the spider's trying to do. Seven different types of strands, you know, the, the webbing, right? It uses five different types of strands to construct a web. Everything the spider lives in, watch this, everything the spider lives in, it carries on the inside of itself. Everything it lives on, it carries on the inside of itself. When it's ready to lay eggs, it will release what it has inside of itself to produce the eggs, and then it wraps it up in its own silk, contains the eggs, and protects it from enemies. Think about this. When a spider has prey that gets caught in its web, it comes out and it wraps his prey up and another type of thread and, 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 and makes his prey become helpless and he can get, he, 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 can, he, he, he secures his prey right there in the web. The spider uses the enemy for food and then he consumes it. Oh my. Every 
thing that comes in contact with the web, it will devour it. And it drains the life out of it. I won't go into too much detail and gross you out on a Sunday morning. But it's disgusting. It, 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 it sucks the fluid right out of the body of whatever gets caught in its web. It consumes it, all of it. Now think about this. The ant taught us that we should prepare. I told you, prepare for what God is about to do. Then the coney taught us that we should position ourselves in a place of strength up on the rock. Yeah. Then the locust last week taught us that we should, uh, how we need to propel ourselves. And we talked about how the, how the, the locust jumped 200 times it, its, its, its height into the air. It catches the wind and, and it goes wherever the wind blows it. Remember? And I said how you and I need to propel ourselves when we sense the wind of the Holy Spirit blowing. And then today, the spider is trying, the message that God wants to preach you and I through this text today is the spider teaches you and I how to produce ourselves. Hallelujah. There's something that God wants to produce in you. There's something that God wants to use that is within you and I to produce. It's already within you. Do you know so many times we're praying for God to do things and to bring things into our life, but so much of the time it's already in you. What, what you need, the, the answer that often you and I need, it is in you. It is already within you. When God created you, he placed it within you. Hallelujah. The spider has just learned how to survive and to thrive understanding that what he needs, it is already in him. In other words, let me put it this way. You already have a house inside of you. you your destiny is already within you. Do you know how often we're waiting on God to bring somebody or something into our life? And what God wants you and I to understand, it's already in you. What, what you don't need is more money. We often think that we're handicapped by money or things or, or not having the right people in our life. But God wants you to understand that whatever he has has created you to do it is already in you say it's in me say it again say it's in me God needs you to understand that today, that he created you in his likeness in his image so whatever purpose you have here on the earth it is in you right now oh hallelujah it is in you right now. Just like the spider, it is in you. Your, your destiny is going to come out of, of not who you know, but it's going to come out of you. It's going to come out of, of you and right where you are right now. Now, Jesus even said, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. Out of your belly will flow rivers of living water because it's already in you. To get the wisdom of the spider, church, you have to have an overflow of the internal. If what's inside of you doesn't come out, you will have, you're going to have no place to stay like the spider. Nothing to eat, no sense of defense. That's why our whole journey with God is him trying to get what's in you out of you. That's why you oftentimes we'll sit back and compare ourselves to other people. But my whole journey from the time that you and I accept Jesus Christ as Savior and begin living for him, we're not looking for perfection. He's trying to teach you and get what's in you out of you. That's why I said something last week about we're all on a different journey and don't cast judgment on other people because they're not where you are. God's in the process of bringing what's in them out of them. They're just not as far along as you are. Hallelujah. So you need to have that understanding 
understanding and, and knowledge and steadfastness in your walk with God that we are just on a journey, him trying to bring what is in you out of you. Hallelujah. It's in there. You need to trust the journey. Trust the, the trust God in whom has created you, that he has given you all things that you will have need of inside of you. Every idea, every vision, every bit of wisdom, all of those things. Jesus said, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water because it was already in you. I don't have time to even go down that road, but I, I would. I'd love to, but it's already in you. Hallelujah. Let me put it this way. You and I only are defeated. And sometimes we often get defeated. We are only defeated if we fail to produce what's on the inside of us. What has happened in our life is we get into moments of, of failure in our walk with God. We can feel like a failure if we stop producing what is on the inside of us. The purpose of the real church is to produce what is on the inside of people. I believe that. As people come to God, it's not trying to get people to behave a certain way. It is trying to get people to produce what God has placed in them, to bring on the outside what is already in them. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, but we have been created in his likeness and his image. God's trying to bring his goodness out of us. God's trying to bring his anointing out of us. God's trying to bring his joy out of us. God's trying to bring all of the things that are goodly and godly out of you and I. And when we... we we are unable to do that. We end up getting in a place where we feel defeated. Hallelujah. We used to sing a chorus years ago, I will not be defeated. I will not be defeated anymore. All right. You and I need to have an understanding that we will not be defeated if we can get what's in us out of us. The only way the spider would be defeated is if it, can, if it, if it for some reason can't produce what's in it and bring it out. It would have no house. It would have no, no weapon to defeat an enemy or to catch its prey. Are you seeing what I'm saying? God has equipped you and I with things that are inside of us, and it's different for everybody. That's what's so unique and awesome. What, 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 some, what, what Cynthia has on the inside of her is something that I don't necessarily have within me because it's regarding her destiny and her purpose, but mine is very different than somebody else's. But if I never get what's within me out of me, then I'll not fulfill purpose. I'll live an unfulfilled and defeated life. Come on, we live in a society where we are very unfulfilled. Right? Uh, uh, everything that we do on social media is like, look at me, look at me, look at me. I'll post a photo of my coffee. I'll post a photo of this and I'll do that. And it's always trying to keep up with what everyone else is doing and trying to be accepted. But yet what it really is, is a lack of feeling fulfilled and accepted. And we're insecure as a society. Oh, yeah, there it is. Amen. We are insecure. Church people are insecure. Worldly people are insecure, and the whole purpose of when we get to bring people to, to him and introduce them to Jesus is our goal is, yes, we want them to live better. Yes, we want them to live for Jesus, but even, 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 and that is great and that is necessary, but what I really believe is that our goal in bringing people to Jesus is helping them find their purpose, because it's when we live in our purpose that we find joy and peace and happiness and sustainability and steadfastness and all the things that we want to be able to enjoy in this life. Hallelujah. See, the enemy doesn't want you to work out on the outside of you what God placed inside of you. Do you realize why often we, we get so defeated and depressed and frustrated? It's because the enemy is working on you and I in such a way to, to keep you from 
developing what's inside of you and bringing it out of you. Haven't you ever noticed that you get frustrated over the dumb and little things? It usually isn't the big things that send me over the edge. It's a whole lot of dumb, stupid stuff that will send me over the edge and make me lose it. And and the enemy uses things to stop you and I from developing what is within you, to keep you from finding your journey and to keep you from developing uh, what is on the inside of you and to bring it out. The enemy sends trouble and he'll send distractions and he'll send all kinds of confusions to keep you from producing what God puts inside of you. But those days are over because good things come in small packages. Hallelujah. I, I might not look much, but there are good things within me. There are big things that are inside of me. Amen. I, I might not dress the greatest, but there are good things within me. Hallelujah. I might not look uh, be as good looking as Diana, but glory to God, there are good things inside of me. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We look so much on the external and we look so much and we allow ourselves to be distracted and frustrated by external things and worried about what if we got to get a facelift or Botox or God help us if we get injections like Madonna did. Remember that on the news? She looks ridiculous, by the way. Uh, a big puffy balloon. And, and we'll do put all of our emphasis there instead of focusing on what is within us to bring out of us. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? There are things that are within us while the world focuses on what on those things. And even the church, even church people now, some of some of our Oh, bless God. Some of our TV preachers look like the Joker and, and, and things, all the things they do to their face now because we're so concerned about that instead of developing what is within us. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? We're so shallow that we got to look a certain way to be accepted and look a certain way to be on TV. That is crazy garbage, my friend. Now, I'm, I'm all for if you, the barn needs painting, use it. Hallelujah. You know what I mean? Some people could use some makeup. Praise God. I mean... Haven't you ever just wanted to walk up to somebody and be like, you know, you really? No, I'm just. I got to make sure you're still with me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What I'm saying is, is we put a lot of emphasis on external things, our society does, and even the church has done that. We put a whole lot of emphasis on what things look like and appear to be, and, and we'll put off an image online and on social media, and we'll, we'll put a, a facade up, but never really focusing on what's within someone in dealing with the internal things. How many of you know whatever's in you will come out of you? Hallelujah. And so God's trying to deal with what's in you. So he can bring out of you the things that he put in you. Yeah, there's some, some things in you that aren't, aren't godly, aren't all of those things. But so he's trying to develop and deal with what's in you and bring the godly things that are in you out of you to help uh, starve out the things that are in you that are not godly. Hallelujah. God wants to know that you and I are a kind of people that come hell or high water, that, that we're going to produce what he has placed in us. Because I really believe what the, what the enemy is trying to do to the church, if you and I would look at the body of Christ as a whole across our nation, what, what the enemy has done to the body of Christ is the, the, the enemy wants to do nothing but, 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 but bring the church to a place of not being productive. He wants to keep us busy with everything else that we're not productive, that we're not productive developing what's on the inside of us. That's why there are so many people that have been in church for so many years and they're not any deeper in him. 
They don't know anything more about him. They, they don't know what it is to sense. Like we were worshiping earlier and you could sense the power and the presence of the Holy Ghost. Before we even sang, we wait for you to walk in the room. He was already in the room. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We, we didn't even have to wait till that song came. He was already in the room. And yet there are some Christians that have served God and sat in churches for 30 and 40 years and they wouldn't know the Holy Spirit if they experienced it just like that this morning because they're not any deeper in him. They've never developed what's in them to come out of them. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? And so the enemy has dealt and distracted us and brought us to a point where he has kept us from being productive. Meaning, meaning we've got many churches in America who do nothing. Christians who do nothing, who are not being productive for themselves, but for their communities. You, you've heard me say, I've even posted, it's something I post on social media every time the Holy Spirit will give me the unction, is that, 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 that a church who isn't reaching its community is not, is not a church, it's a country club. That's what it is. It's just a place where club members come to entertain themselves and feel better about themselves. But if we're not reaching our city, any church, and we get a lot of preachers who watch us, but if your church isn't reaching your community and you don't know your neighbors, you're a club, you are not a church, you should reevaluate what you're doing and your career and probably close your doors. That's the truth. Because it's not affecting anything. And probably most of the people in that church are going to die and go to hell anyway. Because they're not being productive dealing with what's inside of them. I'm telling you the truth today. We, we have people, I had a late night conversation with someone who is just frustrated and irritated with the church. I mean, I mean to no end. Not, not our church, so don't worry. Not me, but I mean the church and what, what they represent and how hateful sometimes we can be. And they said, I just don't understand it. People who claim that God is so loving and he is this and he is a God of forgiveness, then why are all of his people so nasty and judgy? I didn't have too much to answer other than to say those aren't God's people. I said, because God's people will look like God, act like God, walk like God, and talk like God. We can, we can not cut our hair and wear a long dress and have a terrible, nasty attitude, and that doesn't look like God, friend. That doesn't look like God, I'm telling you. God wants you and I to represent him. When the Bible says that we're to be ambassadors, to be an ambassador for Christ means to represent him in the earth. It means I'm not here to cast judgment and point my finger at everything that Terry does wrong or everything that Cynthia does wrong or for you to point your finger back at me. I'm to represent him as an example of Jesus Christ. Yes, preach truth, but also show love and embrace those who others would pass by to give a hug and lend a hand and feed the hungry and clothe the poor. That's what God really has commissioned you and I to do. We've got to stop just being judgy and thinking we know it all. I've come to the conclusion after all of these years, soon to be 25 years preaching the gospel, after all of these years that I don't know as much as I thought I knew about who he is. Because it's changed and it's evolved over the years. And the things that I were taught little and the things that I thought I knew earlier, I'm realizing he is a God of such grace and love and mercy and forgiveness that I have even difficulty now to comprehend that kind of love and forgiveness. Hallelujah. And who he really wants you and I to be in the earth. He wants you and I to be productive. And we're not productive if we're not changing. Even the Bible says, uh, I got to be careful. I'm going to start preaching and go in another direction. Even the Bible says that he wants you and I to go from glory to glory. 
another way of saying it is from level to level. Moving from where I am now to another level. To going deeper and deeper and higher and higher in him. So you and I, the only way we're going to do that is if we're productive, releasing and growing and developing what he has placed on the inside of you. Hallelujah. Being productive. Think about this. In Genesis, the first thing that, that God commanded you and I to do is be fruitful. In other words, be productive. God wants you and I. We, we take that scripture, be fruitful and multiply the earth, and we use that to, 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 to preach only specific things. But really, the message in the book of Genesis, when he commanded you and I to be fruitful and multiply the earth, is he was saying, I want you to be productive. I need you to take what is in you and bring out of you. Be productive in the earth. Be productive. It's because as long as you and I are productive, no weapon formed against you will be able to prosper. See, we'll use that scripture right there that we, I just quoted, no weapon formed against you will be able to prosper, and every tongue that rises against you will be condemned. But you can only apply that scripture if you're a productive person. Because that means, that scripture means you are, you are using what he has placed inside of you so that no weapon formed against you could prosper. When, when the spider uses what's in him, oh God, when the spider uses what's in him, no weapon formed against him could prosper because whatever comes against him and toward him gets stuck in his trap, in his web, amen. And he gets wrapped up. You and I can only, are you starting to see what I'm preaching to you now? You are only able to quote that scripture, no weapon formed against me will be able to prosper and no tongue that rises against me will, will, I, it will be condemned. You can only use that scripture if you're a productive person. If you were gonna allow what God has placed in you to come out of you, if not, you're, you're, just, you're just making, a, a quoting a scripture to sound spiritual, but it's not accomplishing anything. You're not coming in agreement with anything because you missed the first command, being fruitful. And to be fruitful, you've got to take what's in you and bring out of you. There is greatness in you. There are businesses in, inside of you. There are books inside of people. Hallelujah. There are anointings that are inside of people. There are, are witty inventions and new ideas inside of you. Hallelujah. There, there is a blessing inside of you. I'm telling you. There, there is, there is a, a, a abundance on the inside of you. All of these things, everything that you stand in need of right now, it's in you. It's in you. It's in you right now. He wants you and I to be productive. Hallelujah. See, the warfare that often we experience, the problems we come up against, it's not about you. It's, it's about what you produce. The enemy comes against you so that you won't produce what's in you. There's something inside of you that's greater than what's going on around you. What's in you is bigger than what's going on around you. Hallelujah. In order for you to produce, you can only produce out of you what you have in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, the spider is one of those things that we have on the earth that it's very productive and because it's so productive it's kind of difficult to destroy because he just keeps on producing see when he wants a house he produces one when he when when when, when she wants eggs she produces them and she wraps them up in her productivity you can only produce in your life what you have on the inside of you Watch this. If you can see the invisible, then you can do the impossible. If you can see the invisible, you can do the impossible. You can only produce 
on the outside what you have on the inside of you. Oh, God, help us to produce what's in us. See, that's why so many times when you and I ask God for something, instead of him just giving it to you, he'll give you a vision. Because you wanted a thing, and his answer is he gives you a vision. And the reason he gives you a vision is because he gives you a vision so you can bring what's in you out of you so that you can be productive. Are you seeing what I'm telling you? See, oftentimes we'll pray, God, I need this answer. God, will you do this in my life? And what God will give you instead is a, is a vision. And so you, you get thoughts and you, get, you start seeing things in your spirit. And, and you're like, sometimes we get confused and wondering why. It's because God's giving you the answer in the vision. And God wants to develop you. God wants you to be productive. So instead of him just giving you the answer, he'll, he'll give you a vision so you can learn to be productive. Hallelujah. That's why the Bible says things that do appear were not made from things that do appear. They were made from the invisible. They're made from what, what you and I can envision. Hallelujah. In other words, it starts in your spirit. See, when, when you and I get healed, a lot of times uh, we, 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 we want to get prayer for healing and we expect to see it in the natural. No, no, no. Healing starts in your spirit first. You got to see it in your spirit first. You, you have to see it in your spirit. You got to see that you are healed before you actually see it with your natural eyes. It starts in your spirit. When you get healed, you get healed in your spirit first. If, if you want to be prosperous in this life, prosperity doesn't start in, in an area where you can see it. It starts in your spirit, meaning I can, I can see it. I can sense it in my spirit long before I ever see it. Hallelujah. I can see our families united and, and restored long before. I can sense it long before I can ever see it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If you can think it in your spirit, you can receive it in your life. See, we've got to be able to start thinking and receiving things in our spirit first. Stop expecting your healing to come and be something you can see before it's something you've never sensed. We ha you have to be able to sense it before you see it. Sense that God wants to heal you. Sense that God wants you to be productive. Sense that God wants you to, to ha have abundance in this life. It, it, God wants, and it's time for you and I to be productive and not destructive, but productive. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Because we can't be destructive and productive at the same time. Right? We, we can't be destructive and productive at the same time. The enemy is trying to wage all kind of wars and get us distracted and cause us to fight with people and fight with situations and things. But the, the spider is good at being productive and it overcomes its enemy because it just keeps on producing. Haven't you ever noticed you can take a broom and knock down a spider web in the corner of a house or on your porch, Right. And, and guess what? The spider doesn't grieve over what you knock down because while you're knocking it down, it's building another. Haven't you ever done that? I've cleaned off my porch and knocked a spider web down, and the next morning I get, there it is again. You knock it down, and it'll just build it again. It doesn't grieve. Do you know how many times you and I grieve and get heartbroken because something that we had in life didn't work out? And we just give up. We, we, we won't try again. Not the spider. You can knock down their house, their web, and they will just build it again because they're productive creatures. You and I need to be productive like that. Hallelujah. That, that even if we get knocked down, we're going to build it again. That, that, that even if our marriages get knocked down, even if our finances get knocked down, even if we get knocked down in some capacity, we're just going to keep on producing because God said in his word that he, behold, he wants to do a new thing in your life. I believe one of the new things God wants to do in you and I is cause and help you and I to be productive, to be productive. 
<laughs> Say, I'm productive. Hallelujah. See, I may be knocked down, but I'll be back. We'll all go through seasons where we feel like we've been knocked down a time or two. But you, you, you have to have that kind of mentality. I might be down right now, but I'll be back. Right, right. You, you can knock down my house. You can tear me down. You can talk about me, but I'll be back. Don't, don't, don't worry. I'll be back. Just like the spider, when you're knocking it down, he sn snuck away in another corner saying, I'll be back. Right? You need to have that mentality with the enemy, with everything you were up against in this life. You can knock me down. You can try to take me out, but I'll be back. I'll be back. Hallelujah. 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 You got to believe that you still have it in you. Hallelujah. I still got it in me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. In other words, God wants the church to get ready for a comeback. God, God has been preaching this through the ant and through the coney and through the locust. He said to, for you and I to get prepared and to make sure we, we're, 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 we're stationed upon a solid place and then to, to propel ourselves into the wind of the Holy Spirit. And then even now, he's trying to tell you and I to produce ourselves. He's wanting you and I to get ready for a comeback, saying, I, he says, I recognize where you've been in your life. I recognize you may be down, but you need to understand you'll be back because what is in you, I'm trying to bring out of you hallelujah thank you jesus he's going to bring what's in you out of you watch this now the spider has no vertebrae they got no spine all right yet when you knock them down it doesn't die just from being knocked down haven't you ever tried to maybe if you saw a spider in its web and you tried to take the web down as you're taking the web down you notice he, he he's releasing his web and easily getting to the ground so he doesn't get hurt when he just lands right he he just slowly and steadily eases or sometimes you'll just be at home sitting on the couch and all of a sudden like something drops down within your eyesight oh yeah oh, i know you hate it and and so they're able to do that because of what's in them comes out of them hallelujah they're able to release that thread that's on the inside of itself to break its fall you need to understand God put some things inside of you that will break your fall. See, are you hearing? There are things that are within you and I that God has placed within you to break your fall. That's why some of us have been through terrible things in life, but it didn't break you. And it may have hurt a little, but it broke your fall because God brought what was in you out of you. And something else about the spider I got to point out to you as we get into this, as we go through this word today, is the, 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 not the Bible, but history. And as we study science, it tells us that, 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 that spiders have up to eight eyes. All around their body. Oh, yeah, that's why you can come up behind it and it'll, it'll turn around because it's got eight eyes. Ooh, creepy. Up to eight eyes. However, in spite of all of those eyes, it has poor vision. It has terrible poor vision. However, the spider is still an avid hunter. It's not because of its sharp vision like an eagle has. An eagle from miles high can see a small rabbit on the ground and swoop down and get it. But a spider doesn't have vision like that. In spite of all of the many eyes it has, it actually can barely see. Oh. 
But what makes the spider an avid hunter is on its legs are hairy follicles that have such sensitivity that it can sense movement. Oh, see, aren't you glad? I could see, I told you that, that the Holy Spirit will speak to me through anything. I can watch Discovery and he'll give me a message. Are you, did you hear what I just said? That uh, despite it can't see well, even some of us can't see real well. Without my contacts and reading glasses and my other glasses, I can't see nothing. But I can sense a whole lot of things real good. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The, the spider can't see well at all. But because of the hair follicles on its legs, it can sense movement. God needs to, you to understand, even though you can't see it, even you don't see some things in your life right now, oh, you can sense it. You can sense what he's wanting to do. You should be able to sense, you should have been able to sense earlier the movement that was in this place, that wind. Some of you probably should have propelled yourself like we preached last week up into the wind to let him carry you where he was trying to take you. Are you hearing what I'm telling you today? Hallelujah. See, that's why the Bible says you and I can't just walk by, 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 by sight. We have to walk by faith because we can't walk by just what we can see. It's not important what you see or don't see. You and I have to walk by faith. I have to sometimes walk by what I sense the movement being. Hallelujah. Just like the spider, I, I might have poor vision. I might not see what I need to see, but I can sense there's movement. I can sense something that's greater. Uh, I'll, I'll go to something a little bit deeper with that in a moment. Hallelujah. God wants you and I to be able to sense the movement, be able to sense the movement. See, when you're trying to see your way out and you, yet you really can't see your way out, sometimes we get into situations in this life where we're trying to see our way out. We want to see, God, how am I going to get out of this? But, but if you and I will just learn to use what God has placed in us, our extra, extra sensory perceptions, and we'll begin to just sense the movement and what he is saying and what he is trying to do, God will help you and I, instead of seeing our way out, we will sense our way out. Because like I said earlier, before I am healed in a manner that I can see, I have to sense it first. In order, before you are ever going to get out of the situation that you are in right now, before you will ever see it, you have to be able to sense it. God wants you and I to be a discerning people. I know we don't talk a lot about it. We don't even hear a lot of preaching how people should, how God wants us to be a discerning people. We should able, be able to discern things in our spirit instead of with our eyes. We, 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 we depend upon our eyes way too much. We, we, we judge things based on what our eyes see. Hallelujah. But God needs you and I to have a discernment in our spirit that we can discern things. See, you can, you can see someone that's a beautiful man or a woman walking the earth and you can think, mm, Jesus, hallelujah. You took a long time creating them and you can appreciate their beauty but your spirit should also say even though your your eyes say oh lord they're a beautiful a creation of yours right your your spirit might say mm, stay away from them are you hearing what i'm saying what we lack in the church now more than ever is discernment a sensing of the spirit of what the spirit says are you hearing what i'm telling you today hallelujah God wants you and I to trust our discernment more than we trust our eyes. Hallelujah. Because I've learned this. What I sense is more accurate than what I see. What I, what I sense is more accurate than what I see. Thank you, Jesus. 
Hallelujah. Sometimes our eyes will tell us that we're going to die or that we're going to go broke, but the spirit will say something else. You and I have got to go by what we sense in our spirit, what the spirit of the Lord is telling us. Our spirit is way more accurate than our eyes are. Oh, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I'm going to start trusting your spirit more than my eyes. Hallelujah. Watch this. When, when something comes into the, the spider's web, it's not that the spider sees it. It's that it senses something is coming. I said, it's not that the spider sees it. It senses something is coming. How many have heard us say something's coming? God's about to do something. God is up to something, right? You, you've heard us saying that over and over and over again. And, and some of you might think, oh, what was he talking Because we sent something. I, I felt a vibration in my web. Are you hearing me? There's something drawing close to it. You, those of you that have a, a sense in your spirit, you should sense God is up to something. God is trying to do something. So when, 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 when the spider gets something on his web, he doesn't see it. He senses it before he'll ever see it. Hallelujah. Some of you have been sensing something for a long time, and yet I'm here to tell you it's coming. Hallelujah. It's coming. Every time the devil said to, to you and I to give up, you and I need to be able to have the mentality and have such a depth and be such a productive person that you and I can just say not today because something's coming. Right? Every, every time that the, the devil said for you and I just to die and, and to go away, or every time the devil has stuck has spoken death to you and I, our response should not just be I quit. I give up. I'm irritated. I'm frustrated. Our response should be something's coming. I, I, I might see opposition, but I sense something is coming. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I, I'm not going to walk by what I see. I'm going to walk by what I sense. I, every time the devil said that things aren't getting any better and everything's falling apart and I can't hold on anymore and, and you'll, never, you'll never overcome this. You, you, you need to say, but I sense something. I, I don't care what I'm seeing. I sense something. That's what the spider does. The spider cannot rely on what it sees. It has to rely on what it senses. I'm preaching good for you today. You need to stop relying on what you are seeing with your eyes and start trusting in what you are sensing because what I'm sensing is bigger and greater than what I am seeing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. A spider will hold on no matter what you knock it down with. You can blast that thing with a water, it'll hold on. You can hit it with a broom, it'll, it, it, it'll hold on. Amen. The only time it's really vulnerable if you get it caught up outside of its web. That's when it's at its most vulnerable. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you step outside the protection of God. If you step outside of what he's put in you that he's asked to come out of you. Oh, if you step outside of, uh, 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 another way of putting it, he who abides under the shadow of the Almighty, right? If you step outside of that protection that he has given you, oh, hallelujah. But as long as you stay in the area of what you are sensing, instead of trying to be, be, be driven by what you are seeing, you're covered. Are you starting to see what I'm telling you? If you'll just stay in the area that, where you can sense something, you, you're safe there. But the moment you step out to where you have to rely on your sight over your, what you can sense, oh, then you're in trouble. See, that's where we get wrong in the church. We start relying on more about what people see and what the perception is over what we are sensing. 
We need to work on developing our spiritual gifts in the body of Christ and work on developing what our discernment is. What is the spirit of God saying? What is the word of knowledge that's going on in my life? Uh, developing all of the spiritual gifts, not just tongues and not just interpretation. All those are great. But what about all the other gifts of the spirit that are out there? We need to develop those things and bring what is in you out of you. There are more gifts of the Spirit that God wants to bring out of you. And part of that is developing the discernment that is on the inside of you. Greatness is on the inside of you. Hallelujah. God wants you to start believing what you sense more than what you see. The enemy, however, wants you to start believing what you see more than what you sense. That's why the enemy is always giving you words and voices of doubt in your ear. He's wanting you to focus on what you see. What is wrong? And God, and you come to church and God's saying, no, I want you to focus on what you sense, not what you see. Pay no attention to your, your problems and your ailments. Pay no attention to the amount in your, what is in you. What is in you? what is in you because if you can start seeing yourself prosperous in you God says if you can see prosperity in you I can bring prosperity out of you I'm not preaching anything that's not biblical I'm telling you Moses doubted that he was a leader to deliver the children of Israel and God spoke to him through a burning bush and God said to him Moses what is in your hand your answer was is it within your hand God started showing him he said but I can't speak well but but I have a stutter Moses said and he he was arguing with God God I, 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 I can't speak, speak well how, how, how am I gonna lead, 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 lead these people and God kept trying to prove himself he said put your hand in your cloak pull your hand out of leprosy on the hand now put it back in your and it was healed right God kept trying to show him, hey, if you'll just trust what I put in you, that I'll bring out of you, I'll do great things with you. What you and I have to do today is trust that what he put in you is bigger than what's going on around you. You and I have to start trusting in the God that we serve, the God that we'll shout about through praise and worship. Why can't you trust that on Monday morning when you, when you got to put gas in your car and you realize, mm, Lord Jesus, once I fill up, I'm going to go broke. Right? Or once I go to the grocery store, you, you know what I mean? You, you need to start trusting God what's in me. It's going to come out of me. God, God has taught me how to be creative and, and stretch money. To, to, when you go to the grocery store, he'll, he'll teach you how to get witty and creative. I'm, I'm not even kidding you. How you can take one meal and make three meals. You got to start trusting what's in you. I'm, I'm telling you, that's the God that we serve. Stop trusting him to drop 300 extra dollars in your bank instead of trusting him to show you what's in you to come out of you. The creativity. You know something I pray over you and every member of this church every day is God, I thank you that you are developing witty inventions and new ideas. In other words, the, the, I, I know a man, I got to meet a man when I visited a friend of mine's church down in Atlanta, and he has a big, powerful mega church. And, and I got to meet the guy who, I probably told this story before, who he invented the, 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 the um, Furminator. That, that thing where it's a vacuum, but as it's a vacuum, it cuts hair, and it sucks the hair up in, in its own vacuum while cutting your hair. You can buy them at Walmart, right? 
That guy had a crazy idea. And he's a multi-millionaire. He went from being broke and bankrupt several times, had his houses and his cars repossessed, to he's a multi-millionaire who funds the work of the kingdom of God, of that church, almost solely. Because he had a witty invention, a new idea. Ever since I met that man, I pray that over people all the time. Meaning there are businesses inside of some of you and you've been waiting and you think you have to have a lot of money. No, it's in you. It's in you right now. God put it in you to bring forth your prosperity. God put it in you because he never intended you to have to work yourself to the bone working for somebody else. He put it in you. Now, I say that to lead me to this this point right here where we're going to wrap up. When an insect goes into the web... It gets stuck in its sticky fluids on the silk of the web. But have you ever wondered how the spider doesn't get stuck? Have you ever watched that? I've watched those things on Discovery Channel where the spider will just glide over top of that thing. A fly gets in there and that's my interpretation. But that spider just glides across that. Oh, I'm about to drop something good on you. The spider just glides across that like it's nothing, like there's nothing sticky about it. There's no trap there at all. It's almost like it, it, there's, there's something else that we can't see. Remember, that's why it's important you go by what you sense and not necessarily what you see. Why doesn't that spider get stuck? The answer is simply this. One of the things the spider produces is oil. The spider produces its own oil. Again, something inside of it that comes out of it that it has need of. So the reason it can walk across, watch this, what others get stuck in is because of the anointing. Oh, thank you, Jesus. The reason why sometimes you and I are able to walk over and get across some things that others get stuck in is is because of the anointing. The Bible says that the anointing comes to destroy the yoke, but the anointing of the oil is also a lubricant. That's why his, his anointing is released to help get you and I through tight places times when we feel like we are we're being pressed on every side we're not pressed and crushed because the anointing lets me slide right through are you hearing what I'm telling you I'm preaching to you today about the spider giving you the similarities of how God has placed in you and I's life even the anointing of God that things that others would get caught up in or trapped in or traps that the devil would set for you and I you and I are able to glide across because of the uh, because of the oil because of the anointing that is within you the anointing that God has placed on your life hallelujah you and I have survived things that has killed others and it's only because of the anointing that is on your life the spider slides over whatever what others get stuck in there are things that that others will get stuck in that you're going to slide right through because of how God has anointed your life hallelujah the anointing of God lubricates tough places. I said the anointing of God it lubricates tough places. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus, for your anointing. Watch this. Even when the, when the spider gets into a fight, watch this. It doesn't just rely upon the web to catch it. It relies on what's in its mouth. 
and the venom it has. Some spiders have enough venom just in their mouth, despite their small size, to kill a human. This is another way I need to link up what the Bible says, that, 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 that life and death are in the power of your tongue. You need to recognize and stop fighting people when life and death is in your tongue. See, we're trying to often have battles with, with one another and, and things like that. And you need to recognize the sword that is in your mouth. Hallelujah. Life and death is in the power of your tongue. That the power of life and death is in your mouth even right now. Sometimes the sword of the Spirit, we know that the sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. And yet what you and I often need to do is just open our mouth. Don't let the enemy take over your home. Open your mouth. Don't let the enemy take over your finances. Open your mouth. Don't let the enemy take over your health. Open your mouth. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's why the Bible says life and death is in the power of my tongue. If I start speaking, I'm going to die or I have this disease. No, I don't have that disease. Life is in my tongue and so is death in my tongue. I speak life over myself. I speak life over you and your body. I, I don't speak disease over you. When, when doctors tell you that you diagnose you with a certain thing, fine. Let them say whatever they need to say, but make sure you don't repeat that. Make sure you, you speak life over yourself. Make sure you speak health over yourself. Don't let the enemy destroy you and your life. Speak the word of God. Life and death is in the power of your tongue. That's why when, when, when the enemy came to Jesus in the wilderness and tried to attack Jesus, we, we just preached on that. Jesus opened his mouth and said, it is written. Because it, 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 the reason Jesus was telling him what was written is he was telling the, the devil what wasn't written. You and I need to pay attention to that. Instead, the, the, Jesus kept replying to the devil, it is written, it is written, it is written. He just kept replying because in other words, he was telling the devil what wasn't. And what wasn't is that he was gonna die. What wasn't was that, the, that the, he was gonna be defeated. Are you hearing me? See, he just kept reminding him what was written. What you need to keep using in your mouth and what you need to keep speaking is 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 the the weapon that God has placed in your mouth and it is life speak life to every area of defeat right now speak life to it right now in the name of Jesus hallelujah thank you Jesus you need to you need to start maybe telling the devil it's not written that I should be the tail it's not written that I should fail but it's written that I am more than a conqueror it's not it's not written that I will fall apart but it's written that I will win it's 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 not written that I will be defeated it's 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 not written that I will be sick, but it is written that I will be healed. It's not written that I'm to be bound, but it's written that I'm to be loosed. Well, you and I need to learn and, and get to the place of understanding the power that is in our mouth. That's what the spider uses when it finally comes in contact or, or on the rare times it actually has to fight for itself. It uses what is in its mouth to bring defeat and to have victory. Hallelujah. In other words, you and I can survive what we're going through if we'll keep on producing. The wisdom of the spider that the text teaches us is that it is to be productive. Hallelujah. Be productive. You and I need to be productive. If the enemy can stop you and I from thinking and moving and being productive, he'll take you out. But you have the power within you right now to get out of every situation you were in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says that the spider taketh hold with her hands with her hands your productivity is determined by your hands by your hands Lord help to make us productive I was thinking about how the enemy has sort of attacked our generation and 
specifically how the enemy has attacked men and keeping men from being productive. Keeping fathers from being productive. The Bible said that the spider taketh hold with her hands. The spider taketh hold with its most productive part. What good is it to release the web from its abdomen if he does not have the hands to produce the web? Oh, how the enemy is attacking our productivity, causing us to focus on what we see more than what we sense. Hallelujah. Wanting you and I to focus on what we see more than what we sense. Hallelujah. God wants to release fresh power on his people. Fresh power that we would be productive. I want to get ready and close with this that full scripture that we read that final scripture verse 28 the spider taketh hold with her hands she is in the king's palaces in the king's palaces I told you a few weeks ago one year from now you're not going to recognize where you are And the reason I said that is because the spider taketh hold with her hand and is in king's palaces. It's because before the year is over, you're going to the palace. So before the year is over, he wants to bring you into the palace, the king's palace. See, the spider produces because it just keeps on, or the spider survives because it just keeps on producing. If you will allow yourself and you will receive this word and you will allow yourself to just begin to be productive in every possible way that you can think of, what is in you will come out of you. In the Bible, that text said, the spider taketh hold with her hands and she is in the king's palaces. See, the reason I'm reinforcing that, the reason I said that before that, that year clocks out, or I said one year from now, you won't even recognize where you are. Look around at things right now. It won't look the same in a year's time. It's because of what God wants to do in you and bring out of you and how he wants to bring change to your life. Because it, it doesn't matter how rich and plush a palace is. It, you know, it doesn't matter how much security the White House has. It doesn't matter if you go across the pond it don't matter how much security there is around Buckingham Palace. There's still spiders in the palace. There's still spiders in the White House. The point is, is it doesn't matter how rich the palace is, how nice it is, how plush it is. You can't find a palace that doesn't have a spider. You can't find a palace. You can't find a the White House a home that doesn't have a spider. I know. A lot of times you think because you can't see them. They're not there, but they're there. Uh, the spider knows that you're there even though he can't see you. He can sense you. That's why when he senses you getting near, he'll scurry under a baseboard. Scurry to a hiding place. My point is that it doesn't matter where you are, or how different one person's life looks than the next. There isn't a place that you can go 
that doesn't have a spider. There isn't a place that you can go that there isn't one somewhere. You can't keep it out. One way or another, it will end up in the house. In other words, God wants you and I to get the mentality and the mindset of being so productive that God wants his people to have the mindset that come hell or high water. I'm going to get what he has for me. Whatever it is that I've been held out from, I'm going to get in. See, the, the spider is so productive. doesn't matter if you spray or seal up every door and window. It's so productive that it will find its way in. God wants you and I to be so productive. And he, he wants you to be able to develop what's in you, to come out of you, so that you'll have that kind of tenacious mindset that you're getting in. You're getting into whatever it is that he has for you. That's why the Bible says that she, she worketh with her hands and is in the king's palace. That it doesn't matter how, how rich and plush it is, the spider will get in. You need to understand today that you need to have that kind of determination that you're going to step into and get into whatever it is that God has for you in this place. That's the message of the spider is that he wants you and I to be productive. He wants you and I to be determined like that. He wants you and I to, to, to not take no for an answer. He doesn't want you and I to give up at the first, the first time someone tears down your house or tears down something in your life. But he wants you and I to push past the adversity. And while it's being torn down, just start building a Again, are you hearing what I'm saying? I, I'm going to get what God has for me. So I'm going to decree and declare over you one more time that where you are right now, one year from now, your life will not look the way it is now. I said one year from now, your life will not look like what it looks like right now. I want you to start believing that and receiving that because you are going to be like the spider and you are going to learn to be productive. You are going to learn to use what God has placed inside of you and bringing out of you to bring change to your life. That everything that you desire, everything that you have vision for, it will come to pass in the name of Jesus. That everything that our church has had vision for, everything that is on our vision statement, God has saying what is in you will come out of you because we're going to learn to be more productive. I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to allow myself to be limited by what I don't have or, or what other people have said I'll never do. Some people have said you will never do the things that you desire to do, but the devil is a liar. That's why God says, I need you to sense more and greater than what you see. Doesn't matter what you see, it's about what you sense. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? That's the message of the spider. Stop worrying about what you see and live by what you sense. I sense something. I sense something that is bigger. Would you stand to your feet this morning if you're able? I sense something. I sense something. Stay just with me in, in the spirit. I sense something. It is not based on what you see. I sense something. It does not matter what we see in, in, in our community right now. I sense something. It does not matter what we see in this church church right now, I sense something. It doesn't matter what we see that's broken and messed up in our life right now, I sense something. It doesn't matter how bad our bodies might feel, I said I sense something. It doesn't matter what ailments and diseases we might have right now, I sense something. Because what I sense is stronger and greater than what I see. Hallelujah. And even when I get into a tight place, even, even what others might get stuck in, I, you and I can give thanks and praise to God. That what others get stuck in, we'll just walk right across because it's the anointing. It is the anointing. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Will you pray with me today? Just, just close your eyes and if you can, just worship Him right now. Just for a moment. That what I sense is greater than what I see. 
what I sense is greater than what I see. I, that I sense, I sense that I'll be productive. I, I sense that prosperity is on the way. I sense healing. I sense deliverance. I sense a miracle. I don't see it, but I sense it. I sense change coming to our community. I sense change coming to our church. I, I sense something. I sense harvest. I don't see it, but I sense it. I sense breakthrough. I don't see it. I sense change, but I don't see it. I, I don't even see how, but I sense it. I sense it. I sense it. Glory to God. Glory to God. I sense it. And I'm going to see it once I sense it. Prosperity will walk in your life. When you sense it, you will see it. Healing will come when you sense it, and then you'll see it. Prosperity will come once you sense it, and then you see it. Miracles will come if you can sense it, then you can see it. Because I walk not by what I see, but I walk by faith. I don't need to see it. I, I just sense it. Change is coming. Change is coming. I, I sense something. Years ago, we used to sing, I got a feeling everything's going to be all right. Why? Because I sense something. I sense something. I sense it. I sense it in my spirit. Sense it in my spirit. Change is coming. Change is coming. Now, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I sense your presence. I sense your anointing, your glory. Father, I pray specially right now that you will unlock what has been bound up within people. God, the things that you have placed inside of people that has yet to be revealed, I just pray, Father, that it would be unlocked and released in the name of Jesus. God, the greatness that is within them, the creativity that's within them, the witty inventions and new ideas that is within them, the inventions that's within them, the leadership that is within them, the business that is within them, Oh, God. It's in them. I unlock it right now. Father, I bind and I arrest every way the enemy has tried to bring defeat and hold people down and think that they'll never accomplish God was in them. But I, I just open it right now. I pray in the name of Jesus. I rebuke every voice and every scheme of the enemy that has tried to keep people bound and hindered and, 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 and keep from developing what is within them. But Father, I say today is the beginning of productivity. Today that there is the beginning that what is within people will be unlocked and released in the name of Jesus. That Lord, just like the spider can spin a web out of its abdomen for any situation it may be. And God, I thank you that out of your people, Lord, will come everything that they stand in need of. God, I thank you that we're entering a season of brand new productivity in the name of Jesus. That, Lord, I thank you that we're entering a, entering a season that even though if I can't see what I'm up against, I can sense it. Even though I can't see victory, I can sense victory is close. So, Father, right now, I pray that you would release your anointing over this place. As your word says, it is the anointing that destroys every yoke. 
Let your anointing destroy every yoke that has strangulated and try to suffocate people's productivity. In Jesus' name, we will be productive. We will be productive. We will be productive. And Lord, I thank you that we set a clock to your word that one year's time, where we're at now is not where we will be in one year, but it will be unrecognizable because Lord, what's in us is coming out of us. What you have placed in us is coming out of us. And so God, I give you the glory. I give you praise. I thank you today, God, that you put good things in small packages. I thank you that there are good things on the inside of people. We might not look like much and we might not look like we have much, but God, you put some good things that are on their way out of us. And even though I don't see what I thought my answer was, I can sense what my answer is. And so God, we, we're, we're going to walk not by what we see, but we walk by not, but, but, but Lord, we walk by what we sense in the name of Jesus. Now, Father, I pray one final thing. I will awaken the spirit of discernment within your church. The spirit of discernment that we would be able to sense you long before we see you. We would be able to sense, God, what you desire and want for our life, even if we don't see it. Lord, you would awaken discernment in your church to warn us of those that are against us. And to help us to avoid the traps that we find ourselves in so often. God, I pray that this week would be a week that, Lord, we start sensing things. And we start living by what we sense far more than what we see. receive that right now it's almost like I can just see these big padlocks coming off some of your spirits these chains falling off your spirit where, 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 where it's almost like uh, new windows or doors are being opened to you where you're going to be able to sense in ways in which you were relying upon only sight now you're going to have a sense of a knowing work of God. It's like he's doing surgery on you. As I stand here in this still moment, just just hang with me just for a moment. It's it's like the surgical hands of heaven are reaching into the deepest part of you and releasing and doing some deep things in you even now so that what is in you can come out of you. Receive what you have right now. Finish your work. Finish what you started in us. I thank you, Father. I thank you that, Lord, what you placed inside of us is coming out of us in the name of Jesus.
Father, I pray blessings upon your people this week. I pray that, Lord, we'll have a productive week. I, Father, Lord, I pray that, Father, everything we put our hands to will be blessed and multiplied. I pray that, Father, we'll, we'll, we'll see productivity in every area, that everything we touch would be blessed. Everything we touch, Lord, will be blessed and be multiplied in the name of Jesus. Everything we work on will be blessed. Everything we put our hand to would prosper in the name of Jesus. Because what's in us is coming out of us. Now, Father, good with your people today. Bless them. Let them walk with your presence and walk with your anointing. That every tight place they get in, your anointing will go with them and allow them to slide through. Pray that, Father, everything we do as a church this week that we put our hand to that you would bless, cause it to be prosperous in the name of Jesus. Bless the offering and the tithe as we give it today. Multiply it, God. Bring increase. Bring increase. Bring increase. We might not see it, but we sense it. We might not see it, but we sense it. Increase into people's lives. They, they don't see it, but they sense it. It's coming. It's coming. In the name of Jesus. And we give you thanks, praise, and glory now in your name. And the church says, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a productive week in Jesus. Hallelujah.